0: Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewellery gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com
1: The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery, like McKenna, brings a top-tier lineup. With Leaf Davis-esque delivery right to your door, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. Hello and welcome to the Blue Monday podcast, a three times weekly show looking into the exciting happenings of Ipswich Town Football Club. This is the flagship show. My name is Mikey Penty-Smith and after Ipswich enjoyed a posh one on Saturday, I'm joined by Rich Wood, 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 who is here to help me wrap up the weekend's action. How are you, Rich?
2: I'm oh, good, mate. I think we've got the two poshest members of the team as well, right? With a, <laughs> with a, we we dragged the, the, the class up, do we know? I'm oh, I, a class I, I, wouldn't, I. I
1: wouldn't like to say, um, but yeah, I <laughs> yeah. I live in Surrey and you live in Warwickshire, so I have a castle
2: the... in my garden. So, <laughs> <laughs> as you do,
1: great stuff. So, since your excellent midweek show, Rich Ipswich, were able to get the move for Kane Vincent Young over the line. I have got his name right, haven't I?
2: Kane Vincent Young, yeah, K V W, uh, K V Y, great stuff.
1: So. We'll get on to the game and the performance of our fullbacks in a minute. Um, but how positive are you about this signing?
2: Yeah, I, I'm decent. I'm quick, um, can play on either side as well, which I think is helpful. Um, and I think it will be a case of how quickly we can get him in the team. I think he's, Lambert said he had a toe injury or something like that. But So I'd be surprised to see him on Tuesday. But positive, we've spent some money, albeit it's probably half a million that's paid to Colchester every I don't know, over the next 10 years or something stupid like that, knowing us. But um, yeah, needed um, and just need to crack on and get two more, I think. Do
1: you think this this move would have happened if Lambert hadn't thrown his toys out of the pram a little bit a couple of weeks ago about the lack of spending? Or do you think that Evans was always open to spending 500k on a fullback?
2: Yeah, it's a good shout. I don't know, actually. It's a good thought. Um, Maybe not. I don't know. I think maybe the fact that we haven't smashed everyone that we've played so far... Has perhaps helped, um, maybe Tuesday night at Luton also helped in terms of the options, alternate the alternative options to Dacian. Um, Emmanuel didn't cover himself in glory, so I think, um, maybe as Dave Light like, says, a little bit of both, Mikey, a little bit of both,
1: bit of both, bit of both. Yeah. So I'm pretty happy with the signing, you're pretty happy with the signing, but apparently, according to crew boss David Artel, we could have done better. What <laughs> yeah, did you make could... <laughs> of these comments?
2: Yeah, I, I. <laughs> That's random, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> I don't know if that was. Uh, um, we need the money, so damn it! Why didn't you sign one of our players? Um, but it's weird because it's it's more of an insult to Kane Vincent Young, isn't it? Rather than it being a big up of his. Who was the right back? I can't even remember the name of the guy now. I probably should have should written have that down. Up. Yeah, never mind. Yeah. This is this is what prepar- preparation is about, isn't it, Mike? It's fine. <laughs> uh, we've. Um, I um I'd heard the right back and I damn it I can't remember his name and it'll come to me at some point. It's actually quite highly rated. I um I spoke to a guy called Gabe Sutton who does quite a lot of EFL um, roundups and blogs and so on and and he was sort of talking to me about right back options um, because we it, it'd been clear that we'd needed one for some time and he mentioned the crew winger, uh, crew right back sorry as being an option so maybe there's something in the fact that he's a good player but you don't call out other people's signings it's frankly none of your business so all a little bit of pants I've never encountered that before I don't know if you've ever have you ever seen that no let me, I mean, let me you, tell you how to spend your money at switch it's nothing to yeah. do yeah
1: yeah such a strange one and a manager a manager to do it as well it's the sort of it's the sort of behaviour you'd expect from somebody like Barry Fry um, yeah it, but not from a not from a manager Unless he wants rid, I, unless he, yeah, so unless he wants yeah. rid
2: or wants the money, because effectively he's advertised him to everyone else in the league now, hasn't he? Um, so you know, good on him if he, if that was the intention, but if it was just to slag off our transfer market, because he said whoever I think the quote was whoever did Ipswich's scouting deserves their P forty five. Well, probably yeah. calling I mean, for someone's <laughs> job. I mean, he yeah. might have a point, but maybe not about this one. <laughs> yeah, he might have had a
1: point. Yeah, and uh, yeah, so I think. That lacked a little bit of professionalism from the crew manager. And speaking of professionalism, you are recording this, aren't you, Rich? I'm prof- yes. I've just realised that I haven't uh, pressed record. He hasn't. So...
2: <laughs> professionalism <laughs> is, and, and that, that is what, is what I, I want. want. Yeah. <laughs> Hostess with the mostest, Mikey. That's why yeah, i hey, don't
1: yeah. worry. <laughs> <laughs> You're like the the guy that can do it all, Rich. So it, it makes everyone else around you a little bit lazy. I'm the Blue Monday, you were so telling me just before right? we... You told me just before we started that you've been mowing the communal lawns outside your oh. front house. So I'll give some back like, as well, Mikey. That's Yeah, but you make people like me really lazy because I just think, oh, Rich will do that.
0: Yeah,
2: and 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 similarly, I'll I'll just half arse it when Ben's around as well. So there's a, there's a, <laughs> a ranking of of half t- half-assing it, Mikey. Not, Mikey, yeah. not, I'm suggesting you are half-assing it. Sure, <laughs> but it's going well so far. eh?
1: Oh, that's all I've got, though. <laughs> so on on Friday John Nolan got 45 minutes under his belt in a 2-1 defeat. Um do you expect him to be a big player for us when he's back fit?
2: Yeah, it's good news though. I mean it's it's taken him bloody ages to come back from the injury and I I had a quick draw th- through the questions. I don't think we've got anything injuries which is this time because we generally speak about it most weeks but um, yeah I, I always kind of expected that he would be one of the more critical midfielders for us this season because he can kind of get all around the air, uh, he kind of moves forwards and backwards. What am I trying to say Mikey? He's, he's mobile is what I'm saying. and He's, he's dynamic. And he's, he's, good, he's good around both boxes as well, he's got a shot on him, he can spot yeah. a pass so he's got a little bit of everything where it was mostly our midfielders of a kind of a single model, you've got a judge um or a Dizal or a Hughes who are very much about pushing forward. You've got uh, Skoos and and the Downs who's who's adding more to his game, but admittedly are mm. sitting or holding midfielders who are gonna break stuff up. So Nolan had a little bit extra to his game, he could do a little bit of everything. So I, I kind of expected him to be a key player for us. So the sooner he get he gets back, the better. That said we we do have an abundance of central midfielders right now and we're playing a four four two. So where he's gonna fit in that team, um only Paul Lambert knows.
1: Yeah. And he, he Lambert hasn't really stumbled across like a perfect formula yet and that's the one positive I'd say about this leasing cup that we've got coming up because that is a good opportunity to try different things out and that'll be a good way for Nolan to get minutes and hopefully Hughes as well Exactly, Uh, because Downs downs and Skews at the moment have been two of our best players haven't they?
2: Agreed yeah yeah and good on you for being on brand there Mikey with the Checker Trade Sponsor (laughs) <laughs> the LZV band, yeah, trophy. exactly. The Johnson's Paint Trophy for anyone who's not know, aware of what the leasing What is it, leasing.com? Le- leasing.com. I'm gonna look that right trophy. up when we, uh, when we finish recording later on, yeah, for all your so, leasing uh, needs. We <laughs> <Sorry.
1: we're... laughs> all of your leasing needs. Um, so we'll move on to the game, move on to Saturday, and it was destination Peterborough for you and I and about 4,012 other town fans. As we took on a side who are yet to taste victory this season, and at about 2 p.m., much to the delight of Dave Diamond, we found out that Lambert had decided to stick with the 4-4-2 formation, with the that he played in the two previous league games, with Gwyn Edwards coming in for the injured Luke Garbutt. Um, what were your thoughts on that? Were you expecting Jackson to keep his place, or were you?
2: I wasn't actually. No, I think. I mean, I've been expecting a 4-2-3-1 since Burton. Um, and it hasn't materialised yet, so um, I was actually quite pleased. I, I guess the um, the nervousness was about um, Edwards' fitness, um, having uh, similarly just returned from injury, and, and I think he got about sixty minutes of looting. So um, that was quite bold. Um, but I quite the four four two seems to work for us at the moment. The personnel seem to get it, and I quite like the idea of Rowe and Edwards maybe swapping flanks, which I don't think actually happened, but could have. And also, there'll be people on the pod saying, "I th- we were told that Edwards could play left by Peterborough fans." So finally, after a season's worth of time at Ipswich, um, Edwards finally finds himself on the left-hand side. So positive news yeah. to that.
1: So it's sort of he he, he give with one hand to Benjamin Bloom by playing the inverted wingers, but he take it away by still playing two up front.
2: Yeah, and, he, and the inverted <laughs> wingers, as I say, we never saw anyway. So I think there might be one situation where everyone kind of got out of position. Um, mm. More of that later, um, but otherwise, I think they generally stay quite fixed to where they were.
1: Yeah. So it was. I'll go through the lineup. We had Holly in goal, Danasian, Chambers, Wolfenden, and Kenlock at the back. Um, so obviously, Chambers is the only one keeping his place from the Luton debacle. Downson skews in the middle with Edwards and Rowe on opposite wings, uh, cutting in, and we had Jackson and Norwood up top. So I'm going to ask you the same thing that I asked my mate Sean that I went to the game with yesterday. Do you think that Alan Judge would have been disappointed to be on the bench or slightly relieved that he wasn't playing on the left of a four? Uh,
2: the second one, I think if it would have be been a 4 2 I think if I'm Judge... Well, I guess if I'm Alan Judge, I'm thinking I want to play, but I'm not going to play left midfield. And so mm. he does that at the detriment of the team. Maybe that's a harsh thing for me to say, but um, we have had plenty of questions or stuff about that over the last few weeks. So... I think um yeah, I think he would have done whatever he wanted to do in that position, so I'm kind of glad that Lambert took that decision away from him.
1: Sure. And uh, the Peterborough lineup, um not many names that I know of particularly, but that's probably the case for most of League One at the moment. Uh but they had Pym in goal, Mason at right back, Kent and Beavers the centre back pairing. Uh Blake Tracy made his I think it was his debut at left back, he looked pretty assured. And they started with a diamond, with Reed at the the base of it, and Madison at the tip, with Boyd and Knight either side, and then Isa, Asa, sorry, and Luca Tony up front. Um, Luca Tony. They didn't, yeah, Luca Tony. I think that's his first name. That's the famous certainly a Italian relative. striker,
2: but that's fine. Yeah, Ivan. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Was that a joke? <laughs> Have I just was, watered well, over your joke? Yeah, a little bit. Oh, yeah, Mikey, but, I'm so sorry. I, did, right. I can't the, the Skype quality. I can't see the glint in your eye enough to know whether you're talking uh, about. Right. Thinking, come on, he can't have made that mistake. And look at, so, i just looked <laughs> all over it.
1: And uh, speaking of mistakes, uh, <laughs> what happened in the fourth minute, Rich?
2: Well, the fourth minute. I'm assuming we're talking about the mistake by uh, Christy Pym the aforementioned Christy Pim. Um, it's a it's a diagonal from Kenlock. Actually, he's got quite far forward, um, and it's Beavers, Pym and Norwood who all congregate together. I think Norwood is kind of trying to unsettle things. I don't think he's he gets too involved with either of the Peterborough players, but the keeper comes out, misses it, and it drops to Norwood, who slams it into the left-hand corner, and uh, four thousand town fans go absolutely crazy. Great start, um, and we 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 kicked off and in, with intent, I think, and, and and looked good for it. But obviously, when the opposition team gives you a favour like that, then you um, you take it with both hands.
1: Yeah. Well, my initial reaction was that Norwood had fouled the. The goalkeeper, but then when I watched it back, well, I was corrected on the 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 Blue Monday WhatsApp group, but then, and then when I watched it back, I saw that he did make a movement towards the goalkeeper, and it was clever because I think he's tricked the defender into thinking that he's about to foul the goalkeeper, so they both hesitated. Yeah, the goalkeeper's dropped it, and I was impressed by the way he finished it as well because I know it was Brenna Woolley described it as a tap in, and it, <laughs> yeah, it, and it was. It. But how many times well, did we see he was our strikers hit in the area, season? wasn't he? So it wasn't a tap in, yeah. yeah. And it was sort of like on the half volley as it as it came down. It's, I mean, you'd expect him to score that, but our forwards last year, I think, they would have taken the extra touch. Yeah, um, and then and then being tackled. And yeah, so staying on this uh, Norwood goal. Uh, obviously, we were in the ground at the time, so we hadn't noticed what was going on on the Ipswich Town Twitter feed. But they'd uploaded a, uh, the the Norwood goal gif that we hadn't seen yet. And it was uh, him doing a stone cold Steve Austin, uh, yeah, in the beers together. What did you make of that, Rich? Are you a I wrestling fan? I'm, I know Ben is.
2: I'm not, but I know the reference. And um, Twitter bloody loved that. Not just Ipswich Twitter. That was yeah. Um, I saw that on Amazon Sport on Joe, um, and then Bristol F- City fans kind of chimed in because I think they'd obviously started this trend a few years. They started ago. it. Yeah. Bobby yeah. Reed did something similar, but he did it with two cans of Diet Coke, I think. I think Norwood's got cans of Stella he's doing it properly yeah. I was like
1: are they Stella or San Miguel I was trying to work out maybe it's a combination what? yeah <laughs> I don't
2: know pick and mix yeah
1: sometimes cider
2: yeah
1: <laughs> um, but yeah uh, so that was excellent but the way that we built on our lead wasn't really was mm. it and Posh wasted a couple of half chances before Ivan Luca Tony squandered a really good one um, as he had he had his straight at Holly after a and Asien had failed to stop across the pattern emerging there. That was a really, really good chance from where I was where I was stood. And then about ten minutes later, Wolfenden gives away a free kick on the edge of the box. Now this was over by the side where I was. I think we were opposite sides of the motor point stand. And it was it was clever from the the attacker going down. I think that was Tony as well, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Um but honestly, Wolfenden had barely made contact with him and the ref was about 10, 15 yards away and he was the wrong side of Wolfenden to see it. He's just seen the player gone down and just guessed.
2: But he did um, that all afternoon though, didn't he, Mikey? And it yeah. took us far too long to figure out. Tony figured out after maybe five minutes. Um, he, as soon as you kind of feel contact, as soon as anyone brushes against you, just fall over. Referee was given free kicks.
1: Yeah, he's just too far away, wasn't he? He was just too far away. And I, I, the Luton... Uh, you, it was Joe that gave the referee from the Luton game a bit of stick for being unfit. I don't think this referee was unfit. He's
2: just He was unfit to referee, Mikey, unfit. but not in a physical well, yeah. sense. How about yeah. that? Swung that round. I have to say, in Very the build-up, good. not only was it n- not a foul, I also thought, I think Boyd heads it through to Tony. I think Tony was offside as well for his run-in, but um, oh, right. it, it's after the event now. It doesn't matter, does it? But yeah, um, one of these ones where two events goes against you and then suddenly the ball's in the back of your net. Hmm.
1: So yeah, well you've already said it there. I was about Sorry to say spoilers. what happened. Madison he's got a really really good left foot, hasn't he? And he whipped in a fantastic cross, but there was a foul in there as well, wasn't there? Do
2: you think? I think well, Tony's just stronger than Danassian, isn't he?
1: It, no, but he he was clever and it's the sort of thing that we expect from Norwood really. Yeah. But he's pushed he's he's got his hands out in front of him and he's he has actually pushed Danassian, which he can't do, but that referee isn't gonna see it for all that pile of bobbies. So it's one of those where technically it was a foul, but it was never gonna be given as one. Um If Dunastic falls over, if he tumbles yeah, to the
2: ground there, he might he, there's a chance. But I think yeah, Tony's really just stronger. To do. I think he's I think he's just stronger. And we, you talked about Madison, he had a few free free kick attempts. He's he kind of I don't wanna open up these old waghorn free kick wounds between Ben and Dave again, but um he hit a real crap one down my sides pretty early on. And then had another one, I think, that, as again, Tony had a free header and narrowly went wide. So Madison was getting his range in. But he hit them low and with pace. Um, and they're yeah. sometimes a bit of a bitch to deal with. And we certainly, well, with a little bit of fortune, I guess, for the referee not picking up on the push, they um, they got away with one there. But it's a decent delivery.
1: Yeah, he's a player that I liked. And my mate is a Peterborough fan, said that, yeah, he, he can be the best player on the pitch when he fancies it. But he's one of those where he... Quite often, just wants to be centre of attention I for got, the wrong yeah. reasons in game <laughs> Yeah, um, you could tell about being tattooist. He's got a lot of. He's got facial tattoos. Did I you think see he them? went
2: all around to his chin? Didn't they? Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one-one at half time. Moving into the second half, it was Peterborough that started the stronger this time, and Holly twice made decent saves early in the second half. Um, it's which weren't really offering much. Cole Skews was. He was excellent all game, wasn't he? And he had a shot from about twenty-five yards, but didn't really get everything behind it. But the keeper had to palm it to the side. Um, but on the half hour, uh, sorry, on the hour mark, Alan Judge is stripped and ready to come on. But just before he's about to enter the field, what happens?
2: Yeah, so I saw him um, actually stood there on the sideline, and this has happened to us more than once in the last few years that the opposition then break forward and score. Um, it's Madison, I think, isn't it? Who, who he receives the ball and it's it's mm. a really lovely pass actually to Isa. Um Easter Isa, I'm gonna flip back and forth on this one just to make sure I okay. get it right. I'm fifty percent right. Yeah. Um Chambers sticks out a boot. I think he has he has to get something on it because otherwise Ice is in and it's and it is a tapping this time. Um what he does is instead knocks the ball up in the air so it re- removes all the pace out of it. But yeah. no one is alert to the dropping ball. Kenlock is watching one side. I don't know where yeah. Wolfenden is. I think
1: Wolfenden maybe been caught out of position a little bit. Yeah, we um, all looked because... a little bit high up the
2: pitch, didn't we, at that point? Yeah. And he's um, yeah. a nice... He de- slams it in, doesn't he?
1: Yeah, decent finish from him. That was his first goal for Peterborough. And so then judges coming on, and I think I was half expecting it to just be a, a straight change, but really we weren't playing through the thirds at all, were we? And I'm, I'm not expecting us to do that all the time, but we talked... Well, you you and Joe talked the other night about a lack of pattern of play, We actually did have a pattern of play in this game and that was long diagonal balls. Norwood trying to cause problems if not win the ball and Jackson playing in behind. Um, But being 2-1 behind after where we were, that was pretty disappointing. But I suppose we did react fairly well and we did sort of throw ourselves forward. Uh, Judge was being his usual self, just trying to get on the ball at every opportunity and he Hit a wild shot from about thirty yards that sailed over the top, and I think Ipswich fans, I noticed that they were starting to get a little bit wound up by Judge, and I think this may be a bit of a hangover from the QPR transfer saga. Maybe Did so. You... Yeah,
2: yeah, there was uh, there was um, definite jeers. Um, there was two two things that I remember. One is just that shot. The other was Judge in all time, all kinds of space, just threading a pass through that went straight back to the keeper um, dynasty mm-hmm. got a few jeers as well because he just wouldn't get up the pitch but um, nah. in terms of those long diagonals I mean it was a windy day yesterday and I don't know whether that was part of our tactic just to play to that but it was really tedious and it doesn't work to Norwood's strengths I know we think of him as kind of one of those players where the, the ball kind of comes to him and he tries to make things happen but certainly yesterday and at Burton as well he's not great in the air he's good in the air don't get me wrong but he's up against players like Buxton uh, Burton and it was Beavers yesterday who whos is 6-5 I think 6-4 and they're just kind of leading over the top of him they're fouling him as well because he gives a little bit and pushes and shoves referees don't give him any protection so it wasn't working it was it was actually working for Jackson are we gonna we're we gonna talk about the penalty Mikey where yeah, actually so the ball I'll over have... the top works yeah, for us, didn't it? so
1: yeah the that was a like a ball over the top from skews I think he's just sort of lifted it over the defender quite nicely and uh Caden Jackson ran onto it brilliantly, he took it in his stride, and I was thinking from that position he's not going to score. But he did really well to make sure that he was tripped by the centre back and went over for the penalty. Um, yeah, I was I was impressed by Jackson now because I think he hedged his bets a little bit. He he knew that he was on his left side probably wasn't going to trouble the goalkeeper from there he was probably going to trouble the away fans if anything but he got us the penalty and um, I don't know about you but I saw Norwood step up and I just thought yeah 2-2 here we go
2: I don't know his first two steps worried me because I think he was doing a Pogba and then he thought better of it and at that point I think there's too many things in his mind Mm. Um, he picks a corner but it's low it's not particularly fast and I think the uh, the keeper knows exactly which way he's going um, and in the end it's a pretty straightforward save isn't it but that would have been a really good thing to get us back on kind of level terms at that point because as you say I don't think we were in it I, it, was, it felt like Burton to me it felt like the second half at Sunderland where we just weren't imposing ourselves on the game we had chances we had sights we had some of the ball but Peterbridge were just able to cut through us so much more with more intensity and much more purpose than we were um, and, I, and it, people were getting frustrated um, so that goal would have kind of maybe turned things a little bit as it was it didn't go in and we kind of toiled for another sort of half an hour or so um, and more of that in a bit I guess
1: Yeah um, so Idris, Idris Ilmazuni comes on uh, for Roe. I wasn't particularly impressed by Roe, but then again I've answered my question there really haven't I because we were playing so many long balls the game was just sort of bypassing it wasn't it and it was mm-hmm. mostly going down our left side as well, and he was obviously out out on the right. Without Danassi and up with him. Um, but I was impressed by Ilmazuni when he when he came on because rather than just because Kenlock had a few crosses that
2: just just. Our aimless. fullbacks can't cross, can they, Mikey? Let's no,
1: just aimless crossing. And Ilmazuni came on and there was a couple of ch- he had a couple of chances to cross, but instead he took the extra touch and drew a player in. And what Kenlock is quite good at is in the final third like he'll he's he's got quite a good fake like he'll a nice shape as dave would say he moves the ball quite well in the final third but when it comes to the crossing that's where it sort of falls apart but yeah ipswich didn't really create many chances but in the 93rd minute we win a corner and what happens from there rich
2: well it's right in front of me um and um, it's young Ilmazuni who gets himself Mm. an assist Um, as you said our crossing had been pretty lousy all game our set pieces too our dead balls have been pretty crap as well Um, and I think this is the first corner that he takes Um, similar to Madison it's quite low it's played with pace it's an outswinger and through a crowd of bodies captain fantastic Luke Chambers has his moment of redemption in front of the 4000 fans heads it in at the near post there's a combination of the keeper and I think there's a guy on the line who can't keep it out and mm. everyone goes crazy. And I'm not going to pretend we deserved it, but you take it, don't you? And, um, you do. Great yeah. for Idris Il-Mizuni, Um Hopefully the first of many assists for him. Um, mm. And also great for Chambers, who, let's be honest, is um, cares so much, passionately about the club, tries his hardest, um, has had a couple of errors. Yes, we know about Sunderland and people trying to give him blame for the, the second goal for Peterborough yesterday, which I'm not 100% on board with but um, great for him to kind of have his moment as well in front of the away sport
1: yeah it was brilliant wasn't it and he, he he timed his run and timed his well he didn't, didn't really have to jump that high but he timed it Yeah, brilliantly yeah. And, and it was one of those corners actually that can hit the first man because it was low and powerful wasn't it mm. but Chambers made well it did hit the first man but Chambers made sure it was him Yeah, um, and yeah it was, a, it was a good moment absolute limbs as the kids say limbs. in the away end Um <laughs> Did it get a little bit much, though? Was there a bit of over-celebrating, do you think?
2: I think there was... Yeah, there's a lot of reports on Twitter of some over-exuberance, and I think there was a little um, barrier area that kind of gave way or something, and I think there was a few people that fell, and so that's obviously a, not a great thing there. And and um, I don't know if we're going to talk about this kind of post-match. as uh, Post-match in terms of walking out of the stadium as well. I was right on the side where the Peterborough fans were, um, and there's no barrier. There's nothing. Uh, the stewards run over... To this kind of melee in the middle, and Peterborough fans are storming out because it's basically the last kick of the game, um and come over and start gesturing and and um getting involved with the Ipswich fans. So it was a little bit crazy. um Guy in front of me, um, a Joe Garner lookalike, um, it was crazy. He looked just like him, a young Joe <laughs> Garner. It's um, kind of sat, he's stood there, and a, a big kind of massive bald Peterborough fan is walking out of the stadium. No one's anywhere near us, and he kind of looks around as if. Oh, there's no one stopping me. If I do this I could I could go up and cause some trouble. Walks straight up to this kid, pushes him over into the stand, into his seat, um, and just walks off. Um it was really nasty at the end actually, that, that kind of corner. Um a real design right. flaw in Peterborough's stadium. You've got this brand new stadium, the motor point well, stand as you it, say.
1: But but yeah, and that but that area of the stand is I I'm not sure that's ever been four away fans
2: yeah um, i was asking the copper at the end of the game and he and he was sort of saying well we're not used to this, this number of support as well yeah, yeah go figure, well, I right think,
1: yeah <laughs> yeah i think it's yeah it's a little bit like when the west ham fans were in the um south stand in the playoff games it's sort of unprecedented really but yeah they maybe should have had a few more police in that corner to make sure it didn't happen but it's weird that stand over the over the left side it doesn't even have any advertising hoardings at the bottom does it so it, <laughs> the fans could literally just stroll out onto the pitch if yeah. they wanted to so that's what
2: was happening they were basically walking out um, and, and a lot of them were kind of walking up and gesturing as they say and this one guy kind of Gave it a go because he could, because as I said, everyone could moved in, I guess quite rightly, to deal with all the people in the middle. But it just got a little bit nasty. And it was a real shame because I'm assuming the majority of the people were able to enjoy that kind of moment. But it did get a little bit nasty, as I say. And, and Peterborough United, um, stewards were great, actually. There was quite a few, you know, drunken idiots, as you, as you usually find people enjoying themselves a little bit too much. They dealt with that for the 94 minutes that preceded it. And that one yeah. moment, just a real oversight, and that kid could have got hurt, you know. Fortunately, mm. the guy could have didn't push his luck, but yeah, it just kind of soured really the end of the game for me personally because I'm stood there watching it. Um, totally avoidable, um, but um, the guy was all right, and Ipswich have a point out nothing.
1: And I know, I, pr- I probably shouldn't make this joke, but um, did he look like Joe Garner before he fell on his ass?
2: <laughs> he did. Joe Garner's a good looking guy. What are you saying, Mikey? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: so two tools two tools. how it finished then uh, i think most of us as we've already mentioned were satisfied with the result and satisfied with five points from three games but we weren't particularly good um so i guess it's now time to go on to the twitter questions and thanks to ev- everyone for all of the interaction Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at
0: uh1.com. Blue Monday are delighted to be partnered with Talksport Fan Network and NordVPN, giving you the best possible offering for browsing the internet securely.
1: Order now on the McDonald's app. at participating restaurant's 18 plus. Serving times. delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Including James Norwood who, who got involved, which was nice. I think Ben said that that's the first time that um, a player has sort of got involved in our Twitter questions. He didn't a- ask a question, but he did have an answer uh, for David Strang's question, which was, do you think James Norwood's Twitter banter is for real? Or is he trying a bit too hard to be, a, to become a cult hero? So, what are your thoughts on that, Rich?
2: I quite like James Norwood's answer. Have you got that to hand as well, Mikey?
1: I don't have it to hand, but it was on the lines of: I played in non-league football for nine years. I like to have a laugh. It's more fun if everyone joins in. That was pretty much the gist of it, wasn't it?
2: Quite right, and um, yeah, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna back Norwood on this one because, um, yeah, I'm I. I don't know if you follow his stuff on Twitter I think there was a guy who posted a photo at the end of the match saying I waited around for a photo with Norwood um, yeah. and gave him the camera I think to take a photo with me <laughs> and my mates and he just took a photo of himself which I thought yeah. was brilliant as well so I think James Norwood I am enjoyed the banter so I enjoyed the, that um, Stone Cold Steve Austin, gif I think I'm um, hopefully there'll be a few more of those as well by the way but yeah quite yeah. rightly the guy's ho- enjoying himself he's got his first goal now which I think is a really good thing for him as well um we we need more people like this. Uh, it's it's been a little bit boring and drab watching Ipswich Town. You know if the big characters that we've had around the club over the last few years. No disrespect to them, are Chambers, um, Scuse, um, and Bart. And these are hard-working, honest professionals. But they're not. That doesn't necessarily always excite you, does it? So we need no. some big well, personalities. No, I think
1: Cole Scoose who... is. Apparently he's quite dry. He's the, the funniest it? guy at the club, but yeah, he's dry. He's not. He's not going to entertain the the young fans on social media at any point. Um, but if, yeah, I'm 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 with you, and I and I think that he is completely genuine with it as well,
2: and he's self deprecating as well, which is great. I think the absolutely. EFL tweeted something about um, when he got his first goal, kind of James Norwood's up and running, doing usual stuff, and they said, and he and he then he said something about the penalty, I think. So, mm. he, uh, yeah, I'm I think we did, you know, yeah. I, I I like Norwood, I, I'm. Glad that he's a bit different from what we've got as well and, and long may the bants continue. He's the uh, he's yeah. the Ipswich Town Archbishop of Banterbury. He's a tourist wreck, Mikey. Okay, I've got no
1: more of those. Have That's you... I yeah, <laughs> <laughs> feel like we're using the term banter a little bit much. But
2: Hashtag <laughs> banter. Yes. Epic.
1: But yeah, if you're watching, James, you're more than welcome to join us on a flagship. Maybe after your first hat-trick. Um, maybe you can go on the history pod in 10 years. We'll bring the beers. So, you know, um so anyway, next up is Joshua Berry, whose question is: What happens when we go a goal up? Um, Do we take our foot off the pedal? It's like, Perhaps it's a it's confidence next hangover from last year, or it needs to be more clinical in something or something else.
2: It's um, yeah, and this happened at Burton, happened at Sunderland as well. You see, it's a really great point, um, Joshua. It's, um, I don't know what it is, and and. Um, it's frustrating because um, we need one. We need more than one goal. We don't we? We've we've kind of proven it so far this season. We need. Burton was fortunate um, off the off the line last minute. Um, Aikens misses a sitter. We nearly have a howler as well. And um, we need to go for 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 the second, maybe even the third goal to make us comfortable. And we just don't. And what we do instead is we we take off off the gas and Peterborough. You could see it soon after the goal. There's, there's chances in, there's a, there's a moment for Holly. there's a mischance chance from um, Tony. And I don't know what it is. I don't know whether we've, we've been trained to do it. Um, I don't know whether we've kind of been told um, our best chance of attack is through counter. So sit back, invite them on, and then we'll break. Because it did work a burden, and maybe that is the tactic. Mm. I just don't trust it. And at the moment, given we haven't really got a consistent way of playing to score goals, I think we probably just need to keep that intensity level up. Attacking because it was working to get the goals. Um, so, uh, the, the early goal yesterday. I just don't know why we take a foot off the gas at one nil. I honestly don't.
1: Yeah, I, I I wonder whether the extra man in midfield would mean that once we once we've got that goal, we can start to dominate possession a little bit more while the other team yeah. sort of let them run around after it for no, a while. That's a great shout. We don't hold yeah. on to the
2: ball, do we, Mikey? That's and no. that was key yesterday.
1: That, I guess that's kind of been the. We we need continuity, so Lambert's gone with a four four two at Burton. It's it's probably a good thing that he's trying to get the continuity, um, but I think after that Peterborough performance, it's, that was the worst league performance of the season out of the three. Would you say?
2: Um, yeah, d- uh, definitely. And, and yeah. as we said, you know there were there were scattered boos, um, mm-hmm. bits and pieces of match action. I think if that had ended two one, I right, think yeah. you've got four thousand town fans. A lot of you have had a, a good day out. Pre-match, there was a lot of them in mm. charters. Hello to anyone who was in charters, and I um, spoke to a few people, Steve and Tyg and, and um, Daryl. I mate Daryl, um, who's yeah. traveling back home. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it was good to see them. But you know, that could have turned nasty, and, and I and mm. I had me, me and Tyg had a conversation about it. We, it would have been good to to win yesterday, but we we both were predicting draws, and I kind of said, well, maybe we'll get a last-minute winner, and that will make it feel like a, a better thing than. And a disappointing draw um, but it could have been so easily very different and 4,000 town fans players coming across that might have been a little bit like Acrington was last season there was a few nasty moments so we kind of I, I said got out of jail on Twitter I think we honestly did and people will now be expecting on Tuesday you know a lesser opposition with no disrespect to Wimbledon for us to dominate the game to score more than one and to take the game to the opposition so We'll see yeah. how that goes,
1: and I th- I think it's it's not so much the rescuing of a point. It's I'm I'm stating the obvious here, really, aren't I? But it's it's about the momentum, isn't it? And how that it, losing at Peterborough would have killed any momentum we've had at the start of the season. The mood would have completely changed amongst the fan base because it would have been coupled with the the loot and defeat. And I think everyone had been so doom and gloom. But as it was, even though we were all maybe overreacting to the goal well no we weren't overreacting to the goal but the players were being cheered off yeah um when they're seconds away from being booed off by certain people or at least just not really applauded yeah um so i think it was a huge goal for that um
2: the momentum point is a really important one mikey because yeah as you uh, we all acknowledge the the, the this was going to be a tough run of fixtures, three games against teams that were predicted to be there or thereabouts um, at the top end of the table at the end of the season. Um, and so maybe you know maybe against lesser opposition, um, we will be able to control the game a lot more and, and we will go for the second one rather than sitting back. Um, I guess a lot of us, and I'd include myself in this, are expecting more from this team because this has been Lambert's Um, I know he's still a kind of mixture of of Hurst and McCarthy and Lambert players. It's not entirely a Lambert team. And maybe that's a factor here. But um, I was expecting more progression from last season. And we were in the championship last season. We played three teams that were League One last season and didn't look a huge cut above them. And I think that's probably a big factor in a lot of people's concern after yesterday as well. Um, but mm. seasons early, we haven't lost yet. We've not lost to three teams that might be a good bet for promotion. So I guess I need to temper my moaning. But it would be good to see a little bit more positivity on the pitch from us.
1: Yeah, I mean, you you, you touched upon it there with the the different managers. That was Mullet's question: Is is Lambert currently juggling a squad with the remnants of mixed side slash youth players, Hearst League One stars, and his own signings? Lambert's own signings. Is this the real reason we lack balance and identity? Is it the hangover and the sense of too much change too quickly for the club that doesn't usually sack managers?
2: Um, I think yeah, I, that, it's a great shout. Um, I, I agree with with a lot of that, and you know a lot of the frustration yesterday was was the players um, who I'm trying to think maybe the Hurst players. So Denastian yesterday I think was frustrated quite a few people as a, as a right back. The license to get up the pitches a lot more, um, and he didn't really take that. Um, but it was a collective thing yesterday, um, and that was what frustrated me. I guess is, um, is that as a team, there's no structure, there's no cohesion. You'd expect individual players to maybe be a little bit more defensive if they were under Mick, perhaps, or a little bit more pragmatic. I don't know what Hurst was up to, so let's ignore him. But um, you know, Jackson was doing basically what he's always done, which is be quick. Um, mm. I don't. I think it's. Is there's a hodgepodge there, and I don't think that helps us. But similarly, what we're doing in training, Mikey. We, you know, we've had whole preseason. Um, we've mixed it around. We've you know Lambert played four two three one, played a midfield diamond. Never played four four two last season, and suddenly we're playing four four two. So, mm. you know, you said the point about consistency. Where is it? You know, um, where yeah. are you? Let's be having you. <laughs> um, but I think we, yeah, I think yeah, I think well, it's right. I think it's a fair point. Mm. I
1: think yeah. They seem fit, though, so maybe Four, that's, they're, just, yeah. they're just working on the fitness. If they're not injured, um, yeah. If, if they're not injured, yeah, that's a good point. Change of pace now. Tim Pashley uh, wants us to use up to three words to describe our thoughts on the season's outcome. He's cautiously optimistic. I'll say I'm not sold yet. That's my three words.
2: Um, hopefully playoffs. Okay. And let me clarify, Tim, as well. Ale is a drink for all year round, if there was any doubt of my cryptic answer, which I don't think was particularly cryptic. But that was um, that, was, that my, was your question. Was my question.
1: Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I just think ale you know, I had an ale on I had an ale yesterday. But when it's a really hot day, I'm not going for a I'm not going for an Adams Bitter on a hot day. I'll always I'll always go for a lager or something else. <laughs> Cider.
2: So. Well, more for you, Mikey. Well. <laughs> <laughs> that was the, that was me harnessing. That was me um, channeling my inner Tim Pasty. There, I'm sh- I'm I'm pretty certain the question was loaded anyway. But well, his his view, of the <laughs> answer was loaded anyway.
1: Great stuff. So Cornish Mariner, um, good ales down in Cornwall. Um, what do you think? Why do you think there's been so little forward play? I'll re- I'll start again. Why was there so little forward play on the deck? especially given that Norwood is hardly a giant. I mean, you touched upon that when we were reviewing the game, but it's a good question, isn't it? And do you think it was partly because of the conditions or my opinion would be it was sort of, the only thing that was working the channels
2: I, yeah. weren't really working for us I think that's uh, you've hit on it there Mikey I, th- I think we resorted to it and it and it got us the penalty didn't it um, Yeah, and it did work but I totally as I say I totally agree with the point on Norwood the head, the balls the punted balls to the edge of the box for him to try and do something with on the chest or head waste of space um, it works more for Jackson over the top so that was fine but um, there were moments where we kind of did little passing triangles and all that kind of stuff and, and did get down you know Guion Edwards I think had a chance in the first half when he kind of cut in and from the left yeah, and the side def- deflected and, shot. Yeah. and, and yeah. sometimes we do do that but more often than not particularly when we're chasing the game because it happened against Sunderland as well um, we just resort to it. Um, I don't like it. I'm not going to pretend that I like it. But I guess if we'd scored two goals and won that game yesterday, after going behind, pumping it forward, and Holly will get an assist at some point. I'm convinced about that. I'm going to keep saying it. Um, then we'd be we wouldn't be complaining about it. But it just seems to me we could do better.
1: Yeah. Uh, Luke Moles asked for a team with no real set pattern of play yet. I feel that five points from three of our tougher games is a positive. There's quite a lot of questions like that. So apologies if I'm not reading yours out, but yeah, it five points from three games looking at the fixtures. We'd have taken that at the start of the season with me.
2: Yeah. It's a, it's a great call from Luke. Um, I, I I'd agree with that. And, and, and probably I felt that, um, walking out of the ground about half an hour, an hour later, maybe on my really slow train back to Warwick, um, via Birmingham. Um, is that in the in the context of of the opposition we've talked about um and being unbeaten i think it's it is a it's a decent um outcome um five points but as i say um if we lose to, uh, to wimbledon on tuesday night then um suddenly everyone's going to be up in arms aren't they so um yeah but it's yeah it's a, it's a fair shout
1: great stuff and yeah R- real taco man asked pretty much the same thing and he said has it actually been a fairly decent start and i think in terms of results, yes, and I suppose results is the most important thing this season. Yeah. Um. Simple one from Seabass Speak: Is Judge overrated or a luxury player? And does he ha- does he have Paul Hurst? Paul Hurst? Paul Lambert's full confidence.
2: Yeah, it's an interesting one. Well, I I, I think we there's no need to underrate um, Alan Judge. Alan Judge is a good footballer. Um, I think probably the biggest thing he needs to work on is being more of a of a team player, a bit little, less. Um. Selfless, uh, selfish, and and more of the considered more of the team because when he drifts around, you know there was a few moments in the, um, second half yesterday where he chased down the keeper um, to try and win the ball back, which you know on the face of it is great if you're the striker. He's he's probably at that point the fulcrum central midfielder for for our midfield, um, and he's now out of position because he has to dash back. So I think he just needs to play more for the team. I think probably he's come in thinking he's the. Really big bollocks because we all adored him, didn't we? We were when he came in in January, and he was a big name. He's a big, high caliber player in that team that got relegated, and, and he's probably still operating with that mindset that it's about me and I'll, I'll drag this team forward. I think he just needs to kind of chill out a little bit and, and yeah. maybe play for the team a little bit. I think yeah. Lambert needs, needs to, have to be a more win. of a
1: chilled out entertainer, doesn't he? He does
2: more, yeah, more of a friend than a chilled out entertainer, Mikey. What? Okay, yeah. what am I saying? Yeah, we'll go with that
1: we'll just go with it um, Yarnir Salonen um, the Flying Finn he also asked if would we have taken five points yes we would but then he also asked, what should the points expectation be for the next three games so we've got Wimbledon Bolton and Rochdale. then Rochdale I think away yeah, yeah.
2: Um, nine it's got to be it's got to be nine uh, Rochdale are probably the strongest of those teams um, I saw a little bit of Wimbledon yesterday um, against Accrington, um, only the goal highlights, but um, Bolton's, it, Bolton is a team that is in disarray, isn't it? Let's be honest, we shouldn't be um, afraid of going there. We won there last season as well. Um, so, you know, the, the question I think someone said before about would you take five points, I'd have taken six points or nine points maybe <laughs> from the first three possibly if I was pushing my luck, but certainly for yeah. these next three games, they are hashtag winnable Mikey I'd be disappointed with Actually, less I'd than winnable. seven
1: yeah I'll take six alright but I want seven
2: who are we losing to
1: Rochdale alright yeah that's pretty fair it's grim up north
2: wow that'll ruin my <laughs> birthday that well if we do that Was that coming
1: up is that on the day uh
2: day before yeah so I'll be uh, yeah, okay. celebrating uh, yeah celebrating in Rochdale
1: <laughs> lovely stuff um Matthew Noble um he says there's, well, there has been reports of inappropriate behaviour from a minority of town fans over the last couple of games. What part do you think the locality of these games played, attracting people that just go to get on the beers? Games up north never seem to have these issues. Yeah, there's quite a good segue there. And what can fans do to call this out?
2: Yeah, I mean, it's it's a tough one. I think what happened against Luton was right. I know there was a lot of debate about whether the chants were offensive or not. Um, And I guess sometimes it's in the ear of the beholder um, rather than the mouth of the chanter, if that makes sense. Um, And I think what happened was a lot of people called it to the club's attention and the club did a um, a press release, didn't they? Um, Kind of denouncing it, which I think is exactly the right thing to do. It's a tough balance, isn't it? Because clearly you're in a group of town fans. A lot of people, as I said, have probably been on the beers, you mentioned it as well. And sometimes it's difficult to challenge. I think there's always the option of having a conversation with the stewards Who's nearby? I guess sometimes you find particularly away that they don't really care. I think at Portman Road that'd be different, but yeah, I think maybe it is the maybe it is the local games. Maybe people are a little bit more comfortable with knowing their surroundings to be able to get on it earlier. Whereas if you go up the north, I don't know people. I don't know if people do it on the coast on the coach or the train or the bus or whatever. I don't know what it is, but. Yeah, I, yeah. I think we need to call it out, you know, um, particularly if it's if it is offensive and if it is. you know, We we talk a lot in the show about freedom of speech and that kind of stuff. There's no freedom of speech if it's hateful, um, or if it marginalizes um, sections of our society. And you know, it's a it's a bigger problem that we we know about as well. But I think yeah, just it's, it's a tricky one with football fans, isn't it? Because you don't want to get on the wrong end of an argument with a fellow supporter. Because I've seen those kicking off in Portman Road before. Um, yeah, and it's always bad. So um yeah i think we need to call it out let's be sensitive about it i guess but yeah not good
1: yeah and i think a lot a lot of a lot of the people that were probably doing those sort of chants would argue oh it wasn't offensive oh they've they've heard much worse these people that don't agree that it's offensive should maybe just ask themselves is it funny well
2: and because as i it's say not, it's
1: not it's, 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 they're not funny are they it's crap
2: yeah, maybe, and I guess, as I say, it's in the ear of the beholder. If you if you are not considering um, the person who's receiving that chant, what they're going to think about it, then of course you are not going dismi- to you are going to dismiss the kind of complaints about it. So I think that is what I would just suggest for for people who who might have thought it was funny to get involved in stuff. I don't know what happened yesterday. Um, there was obviously some scuffly bits and pieces with the Peterborough fans afterwards, but um, I thought yesterday, generally, given the numbers of people, was actually pretty decent. So. Yeah, yeah. I think we just, yeah, we need to call it out and do it. Do it in the right way. Don't make a um, yeah, get yourself into if issues with people get kind of caught in a difficult situation in the ground. Um, go and find a steward or I think there's a text number or something like that. Or just call out to the club, send an email to the club. They're generally quite good about that stuff.
1: Yeah, great stuff. Um, Mrs. Knott's question. Just to wrap up the questions. That's the second time I said wrap up. Um, <laughs> Were you surprised when Holly went up for the at the end for the corner? No, um, I no. wasn't.
2: I was ex- I was expecting it because he's six foot nine or whatever. Is it six foot nine? Mm. No, that doesn't sound right. Is yes. it six nine? Yeah, I something think so. like that. Um, yeah, um, yeah um, I, I pinged a message to Mrs. Nuts uh, to answer this early. I was expecting it. He's done a toto, isn't he, um, old mm. Holly?
1: Um, That's what it is. It's it's chaos tactics, isn't it? It's it, it. There's little chance that he's gonna get his head on the ball but what he does do is he draws away one of the markers from one of our centre-backs who's more likely to get on it because he is so big. Yeah, it it just causes confusion, doesn't it? And
2: it it worked for us against Stoke um, last season. Um, I'm waiting for him to be doing it for every single corner we get, Mikey, um, regardless of the time (laughs) in the match
1: yeah that would be good, wouldn't it? So let's have a look at the uh, the other League One results. Um, and in the early kickoff, Sunderland beat Portsmouth two one. Uh, so Jack Ross clings onto his job for probably another couple of weeks at least, um, which might not be a bad thing for us in the long run. Uh, Wimbledon and Accrington played out a one one draw. Um, they went, was that Wimbledon's first point of the season.
2: Oh, I'm looking at the league table, so I can actually answer that question. I don't know off the top of my head. Um, it is Wimbledon's first point yeah they lost the first two
1: let's hope they don't get their first win this week Uh, so Blackpool carried on there good start to the season beating Oxford 2-1 Rotherham maybe now they're a team that's good away from home rather than at home they won at 1-0 at Burton Uh, hashtag Cov good win at St Andrews against Bristol Rovers Yeah, are playing to to them making it a bit of a fortress they are yeah
2: um, oh, it's still a disgrace I'm going to call it out every yep. time I went through yep. the RICO on my convoluted train journey to Peithborough if you can believe it via Leicester <laughs> disgrace um, but yeah good for Coventry winning um, sold quite a few decent players there as well in the summer so good to see them kind of bouncing back and making um, as you say making St Andrew's a fortress
1: uh, one of the best games of the weekend was at the moat Stadium as Doncaster mm. I think they scored quite late to beat Fleetwood Town Lincoln City, Ogy. 4-0. It
2: was Noggy in the last minute as well for, oh, yeah, was, for Doncaster. Yeah, and Coppinger. Yeah. We need to call out Coppinger. Yeah, that was he, a lovely
1: goal, wasn't it? He
2: scored, is it, now in 15 consecutive seasons for Doncaster.
1: Yeah, Impressive. Yeah, We were looking at him probably seven, eight years ago, weren't uh, we?
2: Joel, I was looking at him with a double deal with Billy Sharp, I think, at the time. And the good rumour on TWTD was I think Coppinger's wife or other half is a nurse. And someone claimed that she, they, they'd seen... Mrs. Coppinger or something had got a job at Ipswich Hospital, which was obviously <laughs> never... It's like the Alan Kerbishley house in Woodbridge. Never really happened.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Actually, no, uh, Alan Kerbishly did d- does live in... Um, well, he did live in Mount St. Aldridge, um which is a couple of miles outside Woodbridge. Oh, there you go. true. It's true. Well, speaking to the king of, to hello, so, okay. wow. king of Woodbridge. do job. Okay, well... King of Woodbridge now.
2: King of Anglia.
1: <laughs> so... Yeah, Lincoln, as I mentioned, 4-0 against Southend. Mm. They look like a decent side. South end um, in
2: trouble again. What was that, sorry? Southend, not doing well either. No, no.
1: Struggling, yeah. Um, Shrewsbury, nil. Rochdale, nil. I bet that was a exciting game. Uh, Tranmere beat Bolton 5-0. They showed Shock. Kov how it's supposed to be done <laughs> against Bolton. shape And uh, Wickham Wanderers, surprisingly... And they were one of the relegation favourites. They picked up another win um, against Milton Keynes. I think they had a late, they had a late winner as well. Absolute limbs at Adams Park. So we'll have a little look at the league table. I mean, you're not supposed to, are you, until at least probably six, seven games in? But Lincoln are top with a goal difference of plus eight now. <laughs> um, yeah, plus eight. Well, they haven't conceded yet. Oh, Mikey, um, yeah,
2: give it to them now. Give them the trophy.
1: Yeah. Name on the trophy. Yeah, Blackpool three wins from three as well I think that's quite remarkable really considering
2: the turmoil oh yeah they've turned it around haven't they good for them yeah yeah Yeah, good for them Grayson
1: Uh, Wickham still unbeaten hashtag Cov still unbeaten Um, Fleetwood Joey Barnes. Fleetwood despite their Joey Barnes Fleetwood (laughs) (laughs) and uh, Rotherham a sixth Um, we're down in eighth same as exactly the same as Sunderland yeah Um. Which, yeah, hopefully, well, I'm I guess gonna say hopefully people would Sunderland taken... are going to be up there, but I think most That's would so. expect Ipswich, Sunderland <laughs> to be in the yeah. in the top six, next to each other, or maybe even the top two. Who knows? So yeah, on Tuesday night, Rich, we have AFC Wimbledon at Portman Road. Um, as we mentioned, they picked up their first point of the weekend. Is it this is a game that we should be taking three points from, isn't it?
2: Yeah, I think there, there might be a little bit of rotation, um, perhaps. Yeah. Um but maybe the four four two we do again. Um but yeah, I think what,
1: what, what would be what would be your lineup for Tuesday night if everyone that played yesterday's fit?
2: Um so I, I as I said at the start, I don't think um Vincent Young will um start. He might be on the bench perhaps. Um yeah he's
1: got, a, he's got Moni Moni hasn't he? He's he's got what? A Moni Tobury
2: Okay. Uh yeah. Whatever. Yep. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Well, that's gone straight in my head, Mikey, I'm afraid. Sorry, I haven't had my dinner. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, So I'd I'd keep it the same, to be honest. Um, I think Edwards is probably the better option out left. Um, than judge um, and we've not got Garber back obviously I'd stick with it you know as I say we've we've, um, bemoaned a lack of consistency um, and a lack of familiarity maybe Um, so let's stick with it but maybe he will shuffle it all again and we'll have a 4-2-3-1 again Um, just worth saying by the way I did a bit of an informal extrapolate um, Okay. and I think that had us on 76 points um, over the 46 games which would have been good enough to be 6th and oh. sneak a playoff place last season, um, okay. though one to five were were head and shoulders above everyone else. Um, would you Would you take that now? If offered no, it? Mikey, I would no. not say that at all. But I think a win takes us to one point eight per game, which I think is a lot better. So, um, so yeah, I think I think there's there's a little bit of pressure, maybe not as much as it would have been if we'd lost um, to win on Tuesday, and no reason why we shouldn't either. So, there's my prediction: of four four two, um, and as much consistency with the section as possible. Here I am for the midweek show later on and explaining how it's totally different, but never mind. What's, okay, your, what's yeah, your call? That,
1: um I think it might be time to change the formation. I felt like we were playing a four three three at the end of the at the end of the game
0: on oh, Saturday perhaps, yeah. With, okay. yeah.
1: I wouldn't mind seeing that with Judge coming in for Edwards. I don't think Edwards can play I don't think he'll be able to play no, three right. games in seven days. Um and i yeah maybe If if he does stick with um, if he does stick with a four four two, I think Olmazuni might come in. Yeah. After, after his decent cameo, so yeah, you've already said that you're back for the midweek show. Do you know who you're, who you're
2: with? I think I'm with Dave. I think he is, um, parachuting in because I think Joe's got some work commitments. Otherwise, there was a point where Joe was on a five game stretch, or (laughs) sorry, five five run stretch of the pod. Um, so yeah. we've, we've, given a bit of, we've done a bit of rotation ourselves and um, okay. Joe's had a night off tonight um, and Dave I think will come in on Wednesday but if you see Joe it's probably because we've recorded on Thursday um, so yeah looking forward to that we'll, we'll obviously dissect um, Wim Modern and look ahead to Bolton
1: It's going to be a hell of a show Rich thank you very much uh, is there anything you'd like to say as you say goodbye?
2: Um, be nice to everybody.
1: Yeah that would be good it? Be, nice, Just, to yeah. be nice to each other Be nice to each other And just try not to be racist, but not that any of our listeners would be, anyway. Um, Be careful what you wish for.
0: Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk Sport. Powered by fans.